We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. WSSP. What was that? Dude, what I want to talk about, there's two things that I want to do today. All right. With the airtime I'm blessed with. And I never take it for granted. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. I want to talk about... Well, I want I want to just react. I want to do a four-hour reaction live to me watching the British. Is what I want to do. Rory with a chip shot. Rory. Oh my God. Slow down, ball. Rory. That's brutal. Maybe tomorrow I can get my iPad and we can log into your Twitter account and have you go like Twitter Live or something. Well, we're gonna get Tiger Woods here. Yeah. In the 9 o'clock hour. It's going to be all open, right? I, I'm going to want to tell you about every one of his shots. I mean, Tiger Tracker. Can I, like, play the TV live, or is that not? I don't know. Can I rewind I... Can I rewind 10 seconds, and we're on a 10-second delay? Do you just want to play the USA Network from 9 to 10 this morning? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how big, like, I don't know how much people are into this. Are people as into the open as I am? Should I put a poll up? Are you as into the open as Bart? Yes. No. I just do, do you enjoy the British Open? No, that's stupid. Okay. Um then no poll. Yeah, no poll. No poll. I mean, we've had a poll every day, so I just thought I'd continue the tradition. Well, I do I try to get a poll a day. I do. I try to I try to I try to touch at least one poll a day. I do, uh, but we don't need to. We don't need to be doing any polls today. Okay. No, I just I, I love I love every bit of it. I love the major tournaments, and I'm not just a Sunday afternoon guy. It's because it's on right now. Wow, maybe that's part of it. But if it was if it didn't start till nine, I'd still I'd go home and watch. Yeah, all of it. Nap you know, sleep, to it. Sleep right? during the day. Nap to it a little bit. I'm really into it. Uh, so you got Rory, who's been like the guy they're showing the most right now. Is he's he's about to go for like a ninety foot putt? Oh my god, he just swing that thing thing so hard, and oh that might goodness. go, Rory, oh. right <laughs> next to the cup. How riveting is this? It's one thing to watch golf; it's another to listen to it on the radio. It's another to listen to some guy who's bad at golf just scream names when people are up and you have no idea what's going on. 
Now the live golfers are playing in this as well, correct? Yeah. I think the best one right now, uh, Bryson was three under. Okay. I saw, but I already see complaints about the coverage because they're not showing a lot of the live golf guys. Do you blame them? I wouldn't. I don't care about him. He lost a shot on that round. Well, yeah, that's what a bogey oh, is. Oh, bogey. Too. Okay. I didn't know he was going for a bogey. Well, the I last apologize. shot, it said four par. Sorry. And then, then it said four. So he's down to four under. Cameron Young is the leader right now at eight under. He's finished. And then Cameron Smith is five under. Ernie Els is on hole 14 at five under. So Ernie Els is coming back with a vengeance and playing pretty well. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about here this hour. We'll keep talking about the Brewers. Obviously, they fall yesterday to the Twins, which you know was a I don't know. I mean, it's a one run. It's a it's a one one game for most of the game. You go to the bullpen. You expect your guys to lock it down. Box is in there. Box gives up a, a couple of base runners. I don't know that he's as like reliable as he's been. He got into some trouble the other day too. So for those that might be on the trade Josh Hader train. If you got box in the eighth and Devin in the ninth, you're going to be missing Josh Hader. Okay. Now I know that Josh Hader is having a bad month. We did a little research. He has six appearances right now in this month and he's got a 10 ERA last July. He had nine appearances. I want to say with about a nine ERA. And there were a bunch of games where he let, you know, some homers off of him and some runs in back-to-back games this happens with Josh Hader. That's fine. I don't have any worry or concern that Josh Hader is going to be, like, done. Okay? I'm not worried that Josh Hader's in trouble. Uh, he's gone through these skids before. We we just kind of live with it. You know? We got the best closer in baseball. He's allowed to have some skids. Okay? That's totally fine with me. Um, I don't know if it does anything to his trade value. I don't even know how realistic the trade value is. It's been something that's kind of been a sexy thing to talk about this week. Is Josh Hader going to get traded? I do like that the Brewers, if they floated it out to Bob Nightingale or however he got the information, I do like that it's out there, that Josh Hader might be available, that the Brewers will listen. Because then you're going to spur some action that you wouldn't have spurred otherwise, which I can get down with. Because you might get a team like the Yankees to call you and say, hey, look, I know you guys are in first place, but is this hater stuff real? And now at least they've called you. So now you can say, well, I mean, it depends on what you'll give us. They say this, you say no. And then they say, well, okay, I mean, I do, I do notice that guy that you had. We, we were going to call you on him, and then we didn't think that you'd be sellers. But what about this guy here? What about uh, Sal Freelich? You know, we like him. Oh, well, we would take him for this. Oh, all of a sudden you got to trade between two contenders that you weren't quite expecting. So I like that he's at least, you know, keep everybody. If you're going to say guys are untouchable, how many trade options and calls are you automatically just taking off the table that you don't even know that you could have had a match for? So I like that part of it. I still don't understand why closers can't pitch if they're not going for a save. Now, a lot of what I'm going to say is anecdotal, and I don't have like an all-time record or anything. But you've seen it. Like, Josh Hader has been coming in in these tie ball games at home, but then now on the road, and he's just not the same. And then you've seen, uh, like, you've seen Josh Hader. You've seen other closers come in. If it's a 4-1 to game, that's a save opportunity. Three runs. They come in, they're as lights out as ever. But if it's 5-1, to they, like, are lost. 
and you have to take them out. I never quite understood or got why that is. Is is the is does the closer mentality like it has to? I have to get the stat for it for it to be right because that's what we get paid out on or something. I don't know what it is. Is there any explanation that you can come up with? I mean, why why do these guys falter like that? I don't get I, it. I the only thing I keep thinking is maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it maybe they're just thinking about getting getting that save. I don't know what it adding is. Adding that save to their to their record. So I, I don't know. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. This is a little video from our good buddy Judd Zulgad over at Score North in Minnesota. We've been talking about Target Field. Oh, okay. We've been talking about Target Field, and a lot mm-hmm. of us, you know, Tuesday night there were three rain delays. Okay? And so what do what do we say as Brewers fans? Put a roof on it. Well, you should have a roof. We have a roof. We have a roof. In Minnesota, they don't have a roof. And a lot of Minnesota fans will tell you, well, it's because you could see the skyline. That's my back on the skyline. Well, that's what they tell me. I know everybody in Minnesota does. Every time I've ever asked a Minnesota person, "Why don't you have a roof?" They say, "You won't know our skyline." And I said, not, "You're right. I the only, I I don't I don't get it. I, not, I don't understand it." It's not like their skyline is anything perfect either. But to see a skyline when you're in a baseball seat, the only one I think of is Pittsburgh. Now, yesterday was the Twins' first sellout of the season. Ooh, congratulations. And you got to credit Brewers fans for that. Yes. Oh, 100%. Bunch of you guys made the trip. Maybe did the Tuesday night, Hold Wednesday. On. First sellout? First sellout of the season for the Twins. <laughs> first sellout for of the first, season. For a first place team? Uh, first sellout of the season, yeah. Wow. First time they sold out. Good job, Brewer fans. Target Field. And when they said that, they panned the stadium and there were a bunch of empty Half seats. empty. <laughs> so I don't know where they were, but... It was the first sellout they said, announced at like 35,000. Here's our buddy Judd Zelgad and why we're wrong to say the Twins should have a roof at Target Field. All right, Brewers fans, enough already. You've infiltrated our state for the two-game series against the Twins, and I think that's pretty cool. But I do not want to hear you moaning anymore about the fact Target Field doesn't have a roof because you had to sit through three rain delays on Tuesday. I know. You keep saying, we have a roof. You should have a roof. How can you not have a roof? We have a roof. You do have a roof. You also have a stadium in the middle of a parking lot that looks like an airport hangar. It's not a ballpark. From the time I was 12 years old to the time I was 40, the Twins played in the Metrodome. And I know indoor stadiums are better than that now. But you know what indoor baseball is? It's not really baseball. You know what I've always, I wanted and finally got in 2010? A ballpark where I can drink a beer and sit outside and enjoy a beautiful summer night. I'll take some rain delays. All right, so would you make that trade? Now, one thing that I do agree with on Miller Park, God, I'm so tired of this. Every time I say Miller Park, I feel like I'm sinning. It's fine. I feel like I'm sinning. Do you want to? Should I get a, bring a jar in and starting tomorrow we put a quarter in? Do that joke, you know, and put a quarter in. Well, no, I, I'm not getting paid by American Family. No, you're fine. It's but Mil- again, that is what call it's it called. Mil- just call it the Miller Park, whatever. If it's if AmFam comes out of your mouth, then great, but you can call it Miller Park. But nobody's like correcting me. I'm correcting myself. Yes, and you're fine. I feel like Miller Park, oh, AmFam failed. You're fine. You can uh, call it Miller Park. Uh, Miller Park, AmFam failed. Uh, American Family field. Milwaukee Stadium, there, go. I tried to get AmFam Funhouse going. Nobody cared about that. 
I tried to get that rocking. I also thought that nobody would ever call it Pfizer Forum because they took too long to sponsor it, and we kept calling it the New Bucks Arena, and we'd call it the New Bucks Arena forever, and then like two weeks later, everyone called it Pfizer Forum. Just wait till that gets its name changed. We're all going to be up in arms. It's about still that. the fire served to me, damn it. Still fire served to me. Okay. Sometimes at Miller Park, do you ever truly feel like you're outside when the roof is open? Yes. The roof is open and the windows are open. Those panels out in center. But left don't you and right. feel like you're like inside outside? No. I feel like I'm outside. I but do. you're not outside. You're inside. No, you're outside. If the roof is open, you you are outside. I don't know about that. I do feel like you're inside. How? Because the I wish the roof. Somebody you wish did, you didn't see the roof? Like yeah, it went I wish away? Went back. Like Seattle? In Seattle, yeah, have yeah. you been to Seattle? Or have you seen Not it? the stadium. Their roof glides out. Like, yeah. Away. Well, then that looks dumb, too, if you're on the outside. But when you're on the inside, it's well, cool. Yeah, when you're, uh, when you're on, I'll tell you this. On the outside, it looks like you have two stadiums because the roof is literally over a whole yeah. nother part. Um, I don't. Is there technology? And I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I'm just a dumb young kid. I don't know. Is there technology where you can make something invisible for three hours? Can we put like a bunch of drones on it and like make it invisible? Is that a thing? Sure, you can. I mean, because we do that. I no, I feel like I'm outside. I do. The best comparison I thought was when you're in a Jeep and the tops up and the windows are down. You're not. You're still inside a car. You know, you can feel like you're outside, but you're still inside a car. I feel like I'm outside when the roof is open, and especially if those panels are open and left. Well, and, right. and especially if you're on the third base side. Because you're getting roasted by the sun. Because you're getting roasted with the way that the shadows work. But no, I, I, like I said, that roof is for April, May, late October, and for the basketball game in November. <laughs> well, the roof was for last week with these little yes, pop-up showers. The showers, like we don't have to sit through that. We don't have to watch a, a grounds crew run on the field and struggle with a tarp. Someone gets eaten by the tarp. Well, we are missing out on that. No, just to wrap up the roof conversation, like I, I would much rather have the option of the roof at yes American Family Field than I would Target Field. Like it would judge saying, you know, be outside on a summer day. We've got the milkmen for that if you want to do that. We've got, you know, the Northwoods League, I guess, if you really want to experience that. You can go down to Wrigley, I, I guess. But with being at the stadium where it is, where, where it's a roof, I just think of that Tuesday night game because there were three rain delays. Imagine that's the game that I take my son to for the first time. Well, then it's raining in the second, then it's raining in the fourth, then it's raining in the seventh, and rain delays are awful. Rain delays are awful for everybody. Then the guys have to start and reset. You kind of get pulled out of the game. Most people just leave. Like that stadium emptied pretty good in that seventh inning. So Twins fans can say, oh, we'll sit through a rain delay. But then they didn't. They all, they all left. And it was a Brewers heavy crowd because all the Twins fans got the hell out of there. That's no fun. And then you go back down to your seat. It's not when I try to go to the park on the weekend when it rains, it's not the rain that bothers me. It's then going to the park after it rains and the slides are all wet. And everything, everything's so like. So I just tweeted at the Bart Winkler show. You, tr- from, you tweeted at from, the Bart Winkler show? From the fan account. This is why we have a roof. Go look during the break. Go look at the video that I sent with in the concourse 
where you should be staying dry because oh i saw a video from tuesday did, did you is this see the one from this tuesday? is from tuesday where the dipping dots uh what do you call that the dipping dots stand was rolling down the concourse oh i just saw that it was flooding like there was there was there was yeah the dipping dots thing was going away there was flooding in the concourse people couldn't you couldn't escape the rain and that's what happens when you have an outdoor stadium with an open concept yeah yeah so well i'd I'd rather i'd rather have in in the fact that it looks like an airport hangar i mean who cares do you think it looks like an airport hangar do you get that feel when you're in there? Uh, no. I don't either. No, I feel ballpark. I feel like I'm walking into a baseball stadium, but I'm walking into one. I feel like I'm walking into one. It's not like a dome like like the Metrodome was. You yes. don't feel like you're inside smothered, like Tropicana Field. You don't feel like you're inside smothered. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like that. So, yeah, I'd much rather have, because rain, rain delays are no fun. Even when there's like a five-minute like leak delay. At the ballpark here, we're like, oh god, this sucks. Now there is too much parking. I've established that there's way too much parking. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea. Inside the Lakeland University studios. You can apply online. Lakeland.edu. Great day to be a muskie. You can earn co-op credit for work experience. How about that? Josh Hader's going to miss the All-Star game because he is going to go back home. He was given a few days of paternity leave. MLB allows you to go on the bereavement list for like one to three days, which is probably not enough time. But baby was born a month ago, so now it's the All-Star break. And instead of going and pitching in an exhibition game, which he's not even guaranteed to get in, Hater decided he wanted to go back home. Everybody knows uh, the grind of, of baseball, but uh, I think the ultimate grind is, is being away from your family and, and not being able to see him as much as uh, you possibly can. But the fortunate part is that we have the other four or five months in the offseason to, to spend that time. So it's a, a give and take, but, um, you know, obviously family is uh, the most important. When I played this yesterday, I then pretended to be like, Haters got to be there. You know, you you got your whole life for your kid. You only get to be in the All-Star game a couple of times. And Tim's eyes are like, is this, is this your real take, man? It was not my real take. But it is still a take that exists in sports, especially sports media. Now, this is an exhibition game, so I think everybody's, like, cool with it. Uh, the, the subject of paternity leave in and of itself gets people all hot and bothered. So there was, someone just had a baby, Jeff McNeil for the Mets, his wife had a baby, and he's taking a couple of days off. And there's these two guys on Fox Sports Radio that were talking about it, Cavino and Rich, and one guy's like wading into the waters about, because the old take is, you got to put sports ahead of paternity leave. But I guess it's not that old of a take. Here's these two knuckle nuts. 
my first thought was, I'm a dad. I got two little kids. You want to be there for the birth of your kid. <sighs> it's July. He's an all-star. He brings it every day. Eh, you know, go be with your wife. It's the right thing. Life takes precedence over this. A couple of my buddies were furious. Like, what a wimp. What a loser. I mean, How could just... this guy not be there? But that's a fan versus being a the, fan. Yeah, versus the Braves going into the all-star break a week out. I have friends that are like, I'll never look at McNeil the same way. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I, I, I do something way less important as far as money. I'm not making the money he's making. I work in radio and television broadcasting. We get paid in meatballs. When my wife had our kids, I was back to work like a day later and because I, I didn't want to miss being there for the audience. First of all, this guy's trying to be like on the right side of this. And he can't, the audience cares about you so much. Like when I had my kid, no. When my wife had our kid, do you, do you, no offense. Do you know how little I cared about Mike the painter? No offense. With all due. Uh huh. Do you know how little I cared about Ram? Very, probably. Do you know how little I cared about Me? any one of you? Anybody. <laughs> the station? Do you know how little I cared about that? Yeah. And even I still, I still feel like I played. I still feel guilty because we get the company gives us four weeks, which isn't enough. Did you take all four weeks? I took two. Really? I took two, and then I came back. I felt not for the audience, but I don't know. Being gone for four weeks, I felt that put a lot. So it's like I got to be there for my family, but then I'll. It was I should have took all four. Yeah, I should took all four. I'm just a dumb morning show host. Who cares? I had the one kid we're going to have. And, uh, you know, she does all the work for nine months, birds this thing, and then I just show up and I was like, all right, well, I did my duty for two uh, weeks, even though you still did most of it, and I got to go back to work to talk about uh, the Peckers and the Jets in the preseason because it was August. Okay. This guy comes back after one day. I mean, that's that makes me feel real good, though. Quick aside, uh, paternity, maternity leave. The, the the society wants you to have babies so badly. Why don't you give us some time off when we do, all right? You know what I'm saying? But then other bro over here. So that guy, that guy's trying to be like, no, I get it. But, hey, for you guys, hey, uh, I come back on one day. Uh, but other bro over here is like, no, I get it. Uh, I, I'm with your friends. How many I'm days is he I'm not saying that's right. I want to know how many games is he out. Just he, this he's series? He's going to miss the series, but it's a big one. They said three to four days. Yeah. Man, I kind of agree with your friends. I think I kind of want to be—I I don't want to be on the wrong side of this, but I hate this story because I expect my players to be there, man. I do. I mean, it's the big leagues, bro. Big series—you get paid lots of money. You let the fans down. The fans are what make you. That's how I feel about it. I get mad when it like yesterday was a Monday. I'm like, oh, the Yankees are off. I get mad about that. You get mad at off days? I get mad at all. <laughs> I got to wait till today? <laughs> he, 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 he gets mad at an off day. Guy, guy is birth. His wife's got to do all the work. He should be there because this guy gets mad. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's good. So when there's a big series and one of your star players isn't in the lineup, I get it. He had a beautiful moment, but he couldn't get out there for the game. Your thoughts? I, I think that's family's more important. Your, family, your, there's no one debating that family's not more important. But I think you are right are. now. You're debating it right now. Yeah, 
You're you're saying a game versus the Braves this in July, magic, but this he is can't a magical be there? moment. Okay, he couldn't be there for an unmanageable four minutes, uh, four hours. He couldn't just dip out for four hours, five hours, maybe. It's his not- wife's his wife's in California. The Metro playing. Well, that's bad planning. The Metro playing in Atlanta. Sorry, bad planning then. Bad planning, bad planning, because everybody knows when their kids are coming, and everybody knows when they're uh, you know it's bad planning. It, it's could have been a couple that's been trying to conceive forever, and uh, maybe it wasn't happening, and finally, finally. Finally, it happens, but oh, now that means a baby's going to be born during the during the season. I, I guess. I guess. What, what, what should we do? I bring this up because there's so many takes like this that still are present in sports radio, and I don't even know if that guy really cares or if he's just trying to fit in with the fringe sports radio audience that thinks that. Uh, Men shouldn't even raise the baby until they take them out shooting guns when they're 18. So I don't know. I don't know if he's trying. I don't know if he's trying to impress that crowd or what. You have a baby, go go away. Leave. Go somewhere. Go take care of the baby. Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he knocks up a girl that's pregnant the week of the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, see ya. So it's your baby. I'm not gonna be mad about that. Oh, you say that now, Winkler. If Rodgers missed the Super Bowl, oh, if Rodgers missed the Super Bowl, I'd be thrilled. That'd give us a chance to win, you know what I'm saying, Dave? Uh, maybe we have a better chance to win a Super Bowl ring. No, I just I just think the whole thing's ridiculous and takes like this are ridiculous, and yet they they keep they keep existing. And then all it takes is one, and then I'm I'm to blame too, because look at me, I just amplified it. And now and then the, I think they took calls. Should dads be present for their kids? 414-799. Is family important? 799. Speaking of video I want to play, I don't know about this dude or, and I don't know enough about this guy. I don't, what I'm saying is I don't know if I should make fun of this guy. It was, let's just say, maybe it was random. Uh, From YouTube yesterday. Yes. I don't know if I should make fun of this guy or what, but there was a guy, there's one specific thing he kept doing that I wanted to bring up. Now, I appreciate these games on YouTube. They're, you know, they're, they try to be a little quirky. They try to be different. They try to be innovative. They try to be, because the Brewers Twins game was on YouTube yesterday. So they try to be, they try to be different. Scott Braun's reading the comment section and he's in the chat and you can interact with the host and you you can get your name on the screen. So they found this guy who's really talented. He does these paintings of things that happen in a game. He sees a play and he takes a snapshot in his head and he does a painting. But I thought he was a little too much on the like, he could tell a story. He's telling a story, but then he's, He's adding details that are irrelevant, that are awful details. So here's the guy. He's the painting guy yesterday, yesterday's game. Kickley, who is the resident artist here for the Twins, and you're looking at one of his paintings from today, just one. Of course, the fifth inning, fantastic catch by Celestino. He just busted that out. So, Kickley, tell us a little bit about the process. How did you combine your love of art with your love of the Twins? Well, 
we got me and my family got COVID over the winter, and uh, it sucked uh, for two weeks. And then my brother invited me to a Minnesota Wild game, which then started me painting sports. And then the twin season was just right around the corner, so I wanted to get the whole season, you know. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, okay. I thought he was going to be well. We got COVID, and during COVID, he took up painting. I yeah, I took up painting. I have a question. Is yeah. he the official painter for the Twins or just... Is that a job? I don't know. It it sounded like when they were bringing him on that he was the painter for the Twins. Which, uh, yeah, if that's maybe a job, that's a job. Maybe that's a job. I mean, good for him. But do you get what I... Do I get yes, what I get what you're... Yes. So I thought he was going to say, I got COVID, and then during COVID, you know, we had downtime at home... As we were quarantined, so mm -hmm. I really took up painting. He's like, no, uh, we went to a wild game, and I, I started to think that. Uh, and by the way, two weeks I had COVID and it sucked. It's like, that's, a, that's not put relevant. Put it in there? I don't know. That's not relevant. No, it is not. Maybe he meant to say that. Maybe he was nervous. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to. He does it again. Okay. So I'm going to play a little bit of the interview, and it's not COVID. And it's, it's even worse. <laughs> So he does it. He does it again. What you do is almost hard to wrap my head around. And anybody thinking that he takes photographs and then paints them later, that's not what happens. I, I got in on the action, too. He just did this in like 10 minutes. So tell us a little bit about your process. Do you take a photograph in your mind? Yeah, I, I normally I try and uh, memorize the, the motion or the action. And then as soon as that's uh, captured on uh, canvas or paper, I dump that information for the next one. And this is kind of French Impressionism. I mean, my, my art knowledge isn't great, but it's very, it resembles Monet. Um, where did you learn that skill set? Well, I studied in France after a car accident about seven years ago. Um, I, I just, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't draw like, I, like before the accident, and I started painting first, and so I was what they call a museum rat. And I just spent uh, all my time in the museums uh, doing study paintings. <laughs> am I am I being too hard on this guy? No. <laughs> so sometimes, like sometimes, like oh, I was in this accident, and before that, I didn't know how to play piano, and then afterwards, all of a sudden, I could play piano. You've seen those stories. That's not. I don't think what this is. That's this guy didn't draw. Then he was in an accident. Then he drew later. <laughs> I don't know. And. uh and so do you, do, you, do your family like this? How, how do they feel about it? Well, one time my son had a hot dog and it was poisonous and we went to the hospital and overall they seem to like my paintings. Oh. Maybe we should go to the museum? Be a museum rat? You want to do that after the show today? You and me want to go to the museum? Yeah. Is there a bar called the museum? That's I'd go to that I, with that's you. what I actually meant. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll go I'll go throw a couple back with you, Timmy. 414-799-1250. AM the fan. I'm Bart Winkler, that's Tim Shea. I was playing a clip from Fox Sports Radio, two guys talking about how guys need to be there and skip paternity leave even when their kids are born. I wonder how those same two exact guys feel about 10 Royals missing this upcoming trip to Toronto. So the Toronto Blue Jays came here to play the Brewers this year. 
which avoided us from having to talk about this. But this Royals team is so decimated that I, I, I am going to bring it up. You know, we've talked so much about getting the vaccine, not the getting the vaccine. All your thoughts on that aside. From a sports standpoint, that's my clarification to make sure I can say this without getting yelled at by you. The Red Sox just had a series in Toronto where they were missing a couple of their guys, and uh, Alex Cora afterwards was, next time will be different. And he didn't mean like he thinks the law will change. He means some of these guys that weren't available, I am going to have them get the vaccine shot. they got to be here. Because in Canada, you, you, can't, you, can't be the, you can't cross the border unless you're vaccinated. Uh, obviously, with for COVID. Ten Royals are going to miss. Ten Royals. And not just like schlubs. But guys that you have heard of, guys that you want to be Brewers, 10 of them. Andrew Benetton, Whit Merrifield, their catcher, MJ Melendez. Does he put things on Twitter that never come true? Or is that the other one? That's the other one. Hunter Dozier, Brad Keller, Brady Singer, Michael Taylor, Kyle Isbell, Dylan Coleman, and Cam Gallagher. So Benetton and Whit are the big ones. And... The GM's like, look, I can't. It's their choice, so we just have to. But now the Royals are going into Toronto this week, and they're going to be down 10 guys. And so if I'm... I'm correct, you can't replace those players. Like, they can't be considered on the IL and bring up 10 players? Oh, no, they have to. I don't think so. No, 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 no. Yeah, they fill the roster with double a and triple a guys are you sure yeah they're put on some like reserve reserve list, list? yes i thought mlb was trying to make it where you could so they're gonna make them play with 16 I, players I, I thought at one point that was the that'd be wild that's i wouldn't say punishment but hey well then you'd have your nine guys out there and you'd have the three starting pitchers and you'd have four relievers you'd have to play each game every game I just think of it from like, if it was the other way around, if the, cause we don't know on the brewers, we don't know what's what, who's who we don't have any idea. And maybe that's for the better, but we would know all the guys that were and were not vaccinated if we had to play in Toronto. And then we could get mad about them for that. That'd be interesting, but we don't have to see it that way but to miss 10 guys, what would the brewers look like if they missed 10 guys? I mean, they're already depleted and, Sucky as it is, you take 10 guys away from that, what are you going to look like then? That's uh, just wild to see. 10 guys are going to miss this upcoming series for the Royals against the Blue Jays. 414-799-1250. You could tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. Uh, I did want to take a look at some of these NFL props that came out. We looked at some of the quarterback ones last week. Some of them have come out for wide receivers and tight ends. And the one that is out for the Packers, and there's no Christian Watson, and there's no Sammy Watkins, and there's it's always interesting to see who the who the perceived number one receiver is for the Green Bay Packers based on who's doing whatever. I saw a graphic the other day trying to rank which division has the best receivers. And for the Packers, they put Sammy Watkins on the graphic. Now, Sammy Watkins does not have a lot of that contract guaranteed. He may not even make the cut. 
you know, he could be one of the odd men out. We'll see what happens, you know, as training camp picks up in a couple of weeks and, and through preseason. But they have gone with Alan Lazard for the Packer that they're going to put the over-under on. And I think it's pretty difficult. The over-under is 54 and a half catches, 775 and a half receiving yards, and six and a half touchdowns. I don't think that Lazard ends up in that area. I think it's boomer bust for him. On all three categories? I think he's like a 35 catch dude or an 80 catch dude. Wow. Uh, I mean, this is his opportunity. He's got the best relationship and the most time spent with Rodgers. The whole reason he got on the field a couple of years ago was he was on the roster not playing, and Rodgers is like, can we, like, play this dude? He's younger than we think. He was with Jacksonville. I always feel like he was with Jacksonville for 17 years. What were the reception? 54 and a half for Alan Lazard. I'm going to say he's going to go just under that and over the yards. Push. Uh, you could pull that one over under Alan Lazard, 54 and a half catches. Cause what did Devante have last year? 175 like felt like that. I mean, he had a lot, but if you look at the stats and how the Packers were doing the last few years, I'll pull up the receptions. Because Devontae had a bunch. Devontae had 123. And then the next guy was Aaron Jones with 52. Lazard had 40 catches last year. So you take 123 away, and he had 40 last year, and he missed three games? He missed four games. He missed, uh, I'm looking at the wrong He missed two games. So he misses two games. He had 40 catches. Now the over-under is 53-and-a-half for him? I mean, I got I got to think that's going to be the over. He had 513 yards. The over-under is 775. The over-under is six-and-a-half touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns last year. So with Lazard, if you're looking at, you know, it just depends on who you think the number one receiver is going to be. Because, again, some think it's going to be Sammy Watkins. Some think it will be Christian Watson. And then Alan Lazard, I'm, I'm kind of going with Alan Lazard or Aaron Jones. I do think Aaron Jones has a much bigger role in the passing game this season. He, he had 52 catches last year. He had 171 rushing attempts for 800 yards and 52 catches for 391 yards. And I think they can utilize him more. I think they can do more with that. The number one thing I want to see out of the running backs is Dylan and Jones out there a lot together. And I want to see it mixed up a little bit too. I always talk about how sometimes there's an AJ Dylan drive where Jones gets to drive off. I don't like that. Or an Aaron Jones drive where they don't even go to AJ Dylan. I don't like that either. I want them both out there, sprinkle a little eye formation, get some two back sets, put one of them in motion, line up Aaron Jones as a receiver for 15 snaps. You know, he's shown how good he can be. There's a reason why the Packers are 7-0 and without Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Jones turns into the primary receiver, the number one receiver. So I want to see a lot more from Aaron Jones, even though he already did a bunch. He could still be, at the end of the day, the team's number one receiver. So last year, the team's number one receiver had 123 catches. Their number two receiver had 40, and their number three receiver was Randall Cobb with 28. I'm going over. 
I think over is the play. Right. Back in 2020, okay, so you go back to 2020, Devontae had 115 catches, and then Robert Tunyon had uh, 47 or so. Yeah, uh, Jones had 47, Tunyon had 52. So you're taking away, again, you're taking away 100-plus receptions. Somebody's got to give them. Like Aaron Aaron Rodgers, you look at his over-unders. We looked at this two weeks ago. The yards are like the same. They essentially think he is going to throw for about the same sort of statistics, even without Devontae Adams. Now, I think a lot of us assume that they will be running the football more, and it's going to be hard-pressed to see how they don't. But but the yardage could still be there. I I just I think a lot less plays are going to be Rodgers drop back, obviously, and throw to a receiver. Because there were plays where nine guys did whatever. The play was Rodgers to Devontae. That was the play. You know, you run it out in, in your church parking lot football. You're like, uh, this guy, you cut over the middle. Everybody else, yeah, go deep. You don't care. You're not getting the ball anyway. Quarterback of the neighborhood's thrown to his brother. You know, you're just, you're just out there to, I don't know, burn calories. You're not playing that game. So there was a lot of guys like that, it seemed. Now, if we see the true nature of LaFleur's offense, which I think we'll see the truest form of it, you know, that's what's been so good about this marriage. You have Aaron Rodgers' style of, when what is his style? Throwing to Devontae all the time, <laughs> married with LaFleur's style of play action, and one play sets up the next. And you can see the same formation four different times, but what they do with the first time is to set up the third time, to set up the fourth time. That's what I kind of like to see when watching some of the tape before he came over was the progression from play to play to play and how you're getting the result on play number four because of what they've been showing you on plays one, two, and three. Rogers would kind of say, well, instead of doing play three here, I'm just going to give it to Devontae for 15 yards. And that's fine because it worked. You know, Again, Devontae had 130-some catches, so it's fine because it worked. Now, without that option being there, does Rodgers just make Lazard that option? I mean, Lazard's not Devontae. Watson's not Devontae. Watkins is not Devontae. Your guy, Jawan Winfrey's not Devontae. You just better be careful. Don't force it in there. Well, yeah, and Rodgers won't be forcing it in. And, and I think he trusts Lazard. Not enough to throw to him when Devontae Adams was double covered and Lazard was wide open in the NFC Championship game, which that play alone uh, still bothers me. So, you know, we'll see how it shakes out with that. Uh, what's also interesting from some of the wide receiver talk, Bears fans are like hanging their hat on very high that their wide receiver room is better than the Packers wide receiver room. This is their opinion. This is what they say. And they are talking about it like, one, it's a certainty, and two, like it means something. Their receiver room, for what it's worth, Darnell Mooney would would be our best receiver. Darnell, Darnell Mooney's very good. So they can have that. Their number two is Byron Pringle. Uh, they drafted Velas Jones. They just traded for Nikhil Harry, who has been underwhelming. Uh, they've got Equinemia St. Brown now. They've got Dante Pettis. I mean, is that receiver room better than uh, Lazard, Watkins, Watson, Cobb? No. Amari Rodgers. The Packers is better. But even if the Bears is better, it's so marginally better that it doesn't matter. 
Like if you if the Packers wide receiver room is a four point six out of ten, the Bears is a four point eight. It's not that much better if it is better. So is that worth totally celebrating? No. I don't I don't think so. No. Byron Pringle, the former chief, his uh former quarterback Patrick Mahomes is skirting the rules of the NFL and what they're allowed to advertise. If you're an NFL player, you can't endorse beer or alcohol. Like in commercials and or anything? Yeah, yeah. You okay. can't you can't be an endorser for beer or alcohol. So even if it's an NFL, like sponsored by the NFL. Yeah, the NFL sponsors it and they, they like say no to their players, like you can't do this. I think the the NFL now can show or Coors like can like show a video of an NFL game now. They used to not be able to do that. Okay. But they can't specifically have a player endorse their product. They can't have Patrick Mahomes endorse Coors Light. But Patrick Mahomes is getting money from Coors Light because this commercial just came out yesterday. It's Patrick Mahomes advertising the Coors Light. A flashlight that says Coors on it. This summer, we tapped star quarterback Patrick Mahomes to be in a promo for Coors Light. Turns out, we overlooked the fact that he can't actually promote Coors Light. It's a flashlight. That's right. It's a flashlight, not a beer. Introducing the Coors Light. Coming in at 12 or 16 fluid ounces. Nothing beats the sturdy feeling of the Coors Light in your hand. The Coors Light is 100% flashlight and 0% adult beverage. It's perfect for camping trips or those warm summer nights spent with great friends. The Coors Light is made with high-quality steel, so it feels cold as the Rocky Mountains. To use a random analogy. It's a quality flashlight. This summer, sit back, chill, and crack open a The Coors Light. Get your The Coors Light today at thecoorslight.com while supplies last. All proceeds go to the 15 and the Mahomes Foundation. Coors Light, the official beer of everything unofficial. So Patrick Mahomes is advertising. I mean, that's a Coors Light. That's an ad for a beer, right? But what he's advertising is, and it's clever, the NFLPA tweeted at it and said, well played. So they're, like, totally on board this. But you can go uh, and buy uh, the Coors Light. So there's a website you can go to and buy a Coors Light flashlight. And uh, it's only $15. Very clever. And it's already out of stock, Tim. What? Yeah. We can't buy it? No, the Coors Light flashlight is already out of stock. I was just going to buy you one. I thought it'd go uh, nice with my Ed Sheeran t-shirt from the NFL. Now, since I'm on the Coors Light shop, you can buy a beer holder for a shower. For $18. You a big shower beer guy? I'll dabble every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> dabble. Of course. With the shower beer. Yeah. Kind of like a Saturday if I'm up in Madison, <laughs> a Saturday game day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Crack one open. I can't say I've had a shower beer in a while. Probably last year, <laughs> last fall. Oh, yeah. Yep. A <laughs> shower beer. A shower beer. Oh yeah, you can buy a holder for that beer for eighteen dollars. No more putting it next to the shampoo. Okay. You know, you get something in your eyes, you accidentally pour the pour beer the over beer your head. Me. You're washing yourself in beer instead. No more of that with the the Coors Light shower beer holder. So yeah, it's a clever way. I mean, I 
the NFL's got to be like, ah, oh, geez. He's endorsing Coors Light, and they're getting around it, but that's a straight endorsement of him. Coors Light. The NFL, man. Ten years ago, Tony Romo couldn't have a fantasy football party because it was in Vegas, and we don't want people to think, now these guys are all over the place. The NFL's got 19 different daily fantasy things that sponsor them. Speaking of daily fantasy, my guy. He was cheap, so I took him. It's Tiger Woods. He's approaching the first tee box at the Open Championship. And I've been saying the 9 o'clock hour is going to be us reacting to Tiger. I don't see how I don't end up doing that. We'll be back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.